Welcome to the Octane Athletics Fuel Your Fire podcast brought to you by Gatorade Endurance and the DFW Tri Club. Go to dfwtriclub.com and dfwtriclub.com slash calendar to check out one of 1,000 coached workouts we have every year. That's dfwtriclub.com. Hey everybody, it's Coach Dave here. I wanted to take a minute to thank the folks at Gatorade. As you guys know, they're a sponsor of ours. I'm also lucky enough to be on the endurance team. And let's take a minute to understand a little bit more about what Gatorade Endurance Formula is, because it's not your typical gas station or grocery store Gatorade. Gatorade Endurance is specifically formulated for us, runners, triathletes, cyclists. It's a special blend that has twice the sodium and three times the potassium as the stuff that you'll find in the gas station. It's also pretty important for you guys to try out in your training because it's also on course at about 400 of the most popular events out there. Events like Boston Marathon, uh, the New York City Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, the Dallas Marathon, the Rock and Roll Series events, as well as Ironman. As of 2015, it'll be the hydration sponsor available on course at all of the United States uh, Ironman events, 70.3 and full distance Ironman. So you definitely want to get your hands on the stuff. I've got athletes that I work with that also use it and and most of them enjoy it very much. So go to the website, octane-athletics.com. There's an Amazon link in the upper right corner of the page. That'll take you to Amazon where you can get uh, your Gatorade Endurance Formula. It is Prime eligible, so if you are an Amazon Prime member, that shipping for you would be free. It's also available at some of your local endurance running stores, triathlon stores. Head on into those places and see if they carry it. If they don't, see if they will carry it and give it a shot. I think it's great stuff. And again, it's on course at all those events. So it makes a lot of sense for you guys to be working with it in your training to make sure that it's something that will work with your system. So go out and try Gator Endurance. It's episode 40, boys. Four zero. That's my age. How about you, I'm going to be 40 in March of 2016. And it happens to be someone else's birthday week as well. Yeah, but I am not going to be 40. One, David. I'm going to be 907. (laughs) Jimenez. You're Yoda. Or Methuselah. Either way. My internal age is 900. Actually, I had, we didn't even have this on the the agenda for today. Did you get your results back? Yeah. I did this thing called Inside Tracker. How's your estrogen level? Low. My testosterone level, high. Literally said it's high. Too much Um, test, man. You got to get off that stuff. Yeah, could be. It's going to shrink up your boys. Yeah. Yeah. Makes the hammer hard, though. (laughs) Thor. That's your new nickname. Thor. (laughs) By the way, I'm not editing that. That'll be our first few minute comedy. Uh, Anyway, it's a cool process, except I think they took a gallon of blood. Yeah. Yeah. They took so many vials of blood. Did they give you a cookie afterwards? I'll show you the report. No, because they just take the blood at Quest, and then they basically have the inside tracker folks have these people run all these tests and shoot them their results, and then they provide this report. It's like 50 pages. How long wow. does it take to grow the clone? I don't know. I don't, who would want to clone me? D- yeah, that would be weird. DFW Triclone? Cloning humans is a weird concept. It, it shouldn't be done. No. You're messing with nature. That's, yeah. Cloning a sheep was in and of itself already kind of weird, but I dude. Think, yeah, I think cloning stuff Because we is, need more sheep. Um, they I do, think they the do ex- in New Zealand. I think the extent of it is if you can build new soft tissue, I'd be on board with that, that you can then transplant in and solve you can. people's problems. You can grow skin and stuff like that. I think that's kick-ass. But the once someone they, grew an ear on a mouse. Yeah. When yeah. we get to cloning, it gets a little weird. But that's not what we're here to talk about, what gentlemen. We talk so about, we've bro. lost about 17 people. <laughs> we are going today. We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to talk about 
Iron Man U, which is something I wasn't too um, positive about when Holla. it first got announced. And so I uh, put my money where my mouth was. Am I going to be rede- redeemed on this deal? I don't know how redeemed you'll be, but you I did think say you, be. you, you, it's really strange because to think that Mike Sexton is the voice of reason <laughs> scares the shit out of me. But two thirds of a the lot of times, Fire podcast is partaking in the it, Iron a lot, Man universe. A lot of times the Sexton man is the one that tells us to tap our brakes and, and he did in this case. But anyway, the second thing we're going to talk about is it is the middle part of September and it's the triathlon off season, quote unquote, is right around the corner. So we thought we'd spend a little time talking about how to get your mind right around the fact that the season's going to be over soon and what to start thinking about. And more importantly, I think, at least for me, I wanted to you know discuss with Randy and Mike um, the notion of what you do about your coach in the offseason. I think that's something a lot of athletes struggle with. I get asked about it by people I don't coach more than I do by people I do coach because it be a little weird of a question to get. Hey, should I keep you through the should, <laughs> should I keep paying you? But I do get I do get the question. Hey, do what's the deal? Like, do coaches coach you around? And why would I want to keep my coach when it's not the season? So we're gonna talk a little bit about that stuff. And then finally, we have a little promo on uh, going on on the social media channels. We're giving away some Yeti Ramblers. These cups are totally kick ass. They're. Uh, Ramble on. Here we go again. Ramble on. See my song. Just uh, to go on the record. On my it way. Didn't take much to get him to sing. No, no. He was refusing a minute ago, right? But mm-hmm. now he's like playing Singing karaoke. Led Zeppelin. Yes. It's so, Led Zeppelin. It didn't count because so it's Led Zeppelin. Just in case you guys were curious at all, since it's only been 40 episodes, we are ADD, the three of us. We can't get anything. We can't stay on task for two minutes. So we just got distracted by the bright light that was Mike singing. <laughs> Um, <laughs> but yeah, we're shiny giving, beads. Whoa, what's up there? We're giving away three Yeti Ramblers, twenty ounce Yeti Ramblers. Um, we're going to Octane brand them, which means I'm going to put really cool Octane athletic stickers on them, and then I'm going to mail them to you. Then you can put Gatorade Endurance in there, or I'm going to send them to you, um, or I'll drop them off if you're local, or whatever. But these are really cool cups. Um, they're thirty bucks a piece, so they're. Uh, pretty expensive quality quality and you know the great thing about them is you put ice in them in the morning and you'll have that same ice at the end of the day it's i don't know it's vacuum on the inside so ice is hard to come by they don't sweat which is another good reason to have them but anyway what we did is we're just kind of promoting on the the social media channels you guys to interact with us we want more interaction from you guys we set up that uh, fuel your fire triathlon and running we got some good group. questions too we got awesome questions so we're going to knock out as many of those as we can that we have time for and then we'll just talk about some more of them next week uh, we're going to try to keep the show to an hour as you guys have told me that's about the right length so let's get started the first thing we're going to talk about is iron man U. so um i'm being why are you pointing at me i just like pointing at you because you're it's your birthday week yeah, my better half's in, at school for her doctorate all weekend long, so I'm literally doing all Your things. Your birthday weekend kind of, kind I'm of going s- to a Bob's, you know what I'm doing for my birthday? I'm going to a Bob Sebahar clinic. <laughs> nice. On mm, Friday night. That well, sucks. He you won't have what? cake. <laughs> what? Yeah, no, he'll have you can is what he'll have. Why oh. don't... Uh, a you can cake. Why don't we take you out for lunch? You know, you know what Friday. I'm going to... Okay, I'm down with that. 
Um, you better what I am doing. You in for lunch? I'm in for lunch. All right. What I am going to do that day, though, either before or after the Seabahar deal, I'm going to see that Whitey Bulger movie. It comes out Friday. The, the what, what? The Whitey Bulger movie. Oh, see, I want to see Everest. That thing looks awesome. I haven't even seen it. Um, it's based on the Into Thin Air by John Krakauer. Uh, if you've read the book, it's a page turner in and of itself. True story about a, the worst disaster to ever happen on an Everest. Well, except for the last, last one. Last year, yeah. Oh, that's another that's another option. But I'm dying to see this Whitey, Bul- Whitey Bulger movie. Whitey Bulger, you know who it is? Negative. It's okay. Um, big time gangster. Big time gangster in Boston. Oh, is that the one with uh, just Johnny, Johnny Depp? Johnny Depp. Yeah, yeah, but. Um, I can't buy Johnny Depp as Whitey Bulger. It's, I, it's, it's bothering me. I'm not. I'm not hyped about Johnny Depp as him, but I got to I got to I got to see the movie, man. I got to see what made this guy go because apparently he was just a ruthless son of a bitch. But anyway, so that's how I'm going to celebrate my birthday. With uh, is I'm going to go to CC Bihar, and then I'm going go go to go to the movie. A movie by yourself? Why don't we all go to the movies together and we'll go to like one of those eat-in places? Only if we can hold hands. And then after on Saturday, let me ask you a question: If we all go to the if we all go to the movie, do we sit next to each other, or is there a seat you, in between? You sit in the middle. <laughs> Should I say the next line, Mike? No. Everyone knows out in uh, podcast world. Yeah. Okay. Popcorn trick. <laughs> so then on Saturdays, my work my my birthday weekend. This is what it is: Sibahar. And then um, Saturday, I'm coaching open water swim in the morning, nice. Boom. which is going to be at Lake Grapevine, which is awesome. I'm pumped about that. And then um, by the time this comes out, it was. No, I'm going to get it out. This one's coming out Thursday. Oh, cool. And then. Um, Look at this guy doing some hills. Oh, my God. Bright Shift light. down. Shift down. Bright, bright light again. <laughs> You know what? We should do this from a walled office. We might want to close those shutters. And then after that, I'm doing the Disco Triathlon uh, Transition Clinic, which is going to be cool. And then Sunday, uh, Sunday, I don't remember what I'm doing. It's something. Though. The disco? Oh, disco. Yeah. <laughs> so then there's that. So well, that's what I'm doing my, my birthday weekend. Anyway, so Iron Man U. Let's go back to that. Iron Man U is something that I was critical of because I'm been pretty critical of pretty much all things Iron Man this year. I'm kind of a little bit put off with those guys. I'm especially put off with them now since I paid them $800 to race Iron Man Chattanooga and they're not letting me transfer that anywhere, even though they have a transfer policy. Um, They'll let me transfer to a 70.3 race like three weeks after Chattanooga. Well, I'm having knee surgery Tuesday, so I need to go. So I get to eat that. Um, but anyway, the, the, critic, the criticism that I had about Iron Man U was that it was expensive, which it is. Even the early bird thing was, Randy, what, 600 bucks for 600, us? 600 yep. Okay. It, it was expensive. It was all online. That How good could the content be? I had all kinds of questions, right? And then I saw the roster of the coaches that are putting together. I'm like, okay, well, maybe it's legit. You got Dave Scott, Mark Allen. Um, Troy Paul, Jacobson, my new best friend. Paul Anubi Frazier, Troy Jacobson, uh, one of my favorites and yours. Um, Matt Dixon uh, is predominant in the exercise. So, listen, I was wrong. Um, let me go ahead and get that out of the way. The content itself is thorough. Thorough. Super thorough to the point to where my notes um, that I took is a Word document 50 pages long, it's 250 megabytes in size. 
It is not, they did not mess around. That's this, legit. This has been put in the works. It's clear to me they had this thing working for a lot longer than they announced it. I think when you hear Iron Man, they just throwing something out there that we, at least I did, at least I'll speak for myself. Like, oh, they just threw this thing together, go grab a few bucks. They put this thing together and they've done some work on it and it's legit. So I just want to, I'm going to jump in here because there's a couple pieces. Number one, I felt like if they were really putting the effort into it that they seemed to say they were doing, um, that you would have a better product because time was not the factor. When you do USA training or the new slow twitch training, which is done by the previous USAT, or USAT training group, I mean, or not training group, the, the, the head of it, is she, yeah. she, she did that with slow twitch with Dan Enfield. You're, you're limited by three hours for this, mm-hmm. for this uh, module or three right. hours for this module or whatever it is. So because of your limitations, number one, your limitations don't allow you to review. If you have other questions, if you something you don't get, you don't get to go back. You have to ask questions, which derails the whole class. You don't have the smart ass in class that stands up and has a story for everything. Mm-hmm. You don't have just tired brain. When you get tired brain here, you turn it off, go do something else. You get tired brain at a USAT clinic, you just turn it off or go to Facebook or play Boom Beach or whatever. Or something. Yeah, if you check yeah. out, you're done yeah. with two yeah. hours of info. Yeah, and, and, it's not, and this is not a this is not a uh, indictment of USAT and saying do Iron Man U. What this is is it just says that you know this, if the if the content was good, it has potential. And the other part to this is you can, from the sound of it, and I think you go into it more, the visuals that you could take away from it also help a ton. Whereas I had, I've had two different USAT certification courses. I let my first one lapse and they were different proctors. So it was different information. Yeah. And what one person said was vitally important is nothing to someone else and nothing to someone else. And this continuity of content is never the same. Now I think they've gotten better since my first one, which was six, seven years ago, but at the same time, it's still the same thing. And you have these people and they're finding, they're finding a better group of people like David Bertrand. Um, you know, I, I listen to him. I've seen what he does and it's a very different course when you have number one he's a professor to begin with so he knows how to teach it he's not just a coach whereas all these other guys are just coaches i mean they're not they don't stand in front of people and teach stuff all the time that's what he does for a living so david was going to be better at it than anybody else he's better organized he had a better process a better way of getting people involved and things like that but that's what you had to do to to make it worth doing whereas again iron man you Dude, it's it's just it's there. You can read it at your leisure, and I think that's a big big player. Well, it's been pretty cool because Dave and I have been doing this kind of in parallel with one another. So we've been going back and forth on text messages, and my comment to Dave was number one, if you if you don't have a previous triathlon coaching certification, or if you don't have previous uh, physiology training. Um, specifically exercise physiology training, this is going to be some pretty challenging content to really grasp. And for me, I was really impressed. Uh, still am impressed. I, I'm speaking to that. I've got 30 hours. There's a little time thing. It tells you how long you've been online. I've got 30 hours into this thing, and I'm like 70% done. Yeah. So the content is is uh, exhaustive. Well, and if you look at... Again, the USAT, and I remember the big Facebook fight that went on board when this thing came out. You look at the USAT training, so you have two days, essentially, of nine-hour days with breaks. So you have 18 hours of, if you're awake, 
for those 18 hours, which for one of mine, and I won't tell you who the, the coach is, he's a very well-respected coach, and the dude is an absolute brilliant coach. Worst presenter on earth. I mean, his information was great, and I couldn't. I'm, I was nodding out. And for four hours, I listened to him drone on and on and on and on about all this high high level stuff too. It wasn't even like beginner stuff. It was high level, great information. Couldn't do it on a bet because he just couldn't present it. Whereas in this situation, again, the exhaustive nature of it, it sounds like I haven't looked at it, said, says to me that you are going to get a lot out of this. So, so I'm done with the um, Q and A test part of it. I passed that yesterday. Um, I've been spending most of my evening time, which, by the way, one of the reasons why we've been slow to get podcasts out, which I owe you guys an episode we've got in the can now. It'll go out today, which is Tuesday. This says course time. This says 205 hours. Is that right? 205, 51, 31. So hours, minutes, seconds, I'm assuming. 205, 15. Yeah. So it's a lot of time. Um, I don't know that that's accurate. That seems like a have lot, that? but that's a, that's about right. It's the modules, just so you guys understand a little bit better, because they don't do a good job of explaining it. The, there are twelve modules, and they go through everything from the coaching philosophy that they put together, the exercise science piece, which is which goes on for it goes it's in depth. Uh, each one of these modules has between four and twelve different sub modules in it. So, for the ex- for example, the exercise science one talks about kinematics, muscle physiology, fossil pe- creates and cycle. And there he is. <laughs> what about glycogenesis? Right? It, it does talk about it. Does talk about glycogenesis? It talks a lot about. Like, so it goes into detail about these things, and then it digs into swim, bike, and run, and ver- in, in a lot of detail, it talks about the musculature and how it supports the swim, bike, and run. Uh, it talks about injuries in there. It talks about sports nutrition in a module. That's uh, module six. And then strength and conditioning. Then it gets into the training pa- plan piece, which is a, a very in-depth. Uh, I learned a, actually learned a lot in the training plan module, and I felt like I was pretty good at planning. But I'm getting better now just through this process. So anyway, it sounds like I'm blowing sunshine up Iron Man's skirt for this. And to a certain extent, they deserve it. They did a good job with this. Here's what I don't like about it. You ready? Dig at me. Number one, there is no collaboration. In the world we live in where collaboration is pretty easy to do, like they can set up a closed Facebook group and everybody going through this thing right now can get in there and at mm-hmm. least collaborate with someone, ask questions if they need to go in depth, nothing. There is no ability to do that. Um, Unless you do it on your own like we did. Yeah, I mean, we're doing it because you and I know each other, but there's no mechanism. Iron Man's not providing you with a forum by which to do that. Now, I did look, and there is a forum out there, but A, it was difficult to find, and B, there was literally nothing in it. So in my opinion, they can get better about that. That is what I actually liked about USAT. I'm in agreement with Mike on USAT, you are there for three days. And they are long three days. You get there Friday, you're in there all night Friday, you're in there all day and night on Saturday, and then you're in there for most of the day on Sunday, and then you're sent home, it's over. So the collaboration could definitely be, be better. I, th- I think that some of the concepts that they spend time explaining, they can probably do a better job of doing it in a way that normal people can understand. Does that make sense? No, it does. What's the ki- what's the coach's name that owns QT2 Systems? Kripanecki? Corpolnecki. Yeah. 
he did our USAT clinic out in Santa Fe a couple of years ago when I took it. And he was up there for an hour and a half, and I understood six words that came out of his mouth. There were parts, which is a waste of my time, okay? Because if I have to look up everything that comes out of your mouth, I'm not able to learn anything from you. It's like you have to be able to bubble that conversation down Mm -hmm. so that generally intelligent people that know what they're doing can understand you. There's some of this that was above my knowledge grade, and I had to really spend... But I will say, so while that's a criticism, what I will say is, to Mike's point, I was able to go back and go through it again and alt-tab over to Google and look some stuff up. So I was able to consume it. It just took me a really long time because it wasn't presented in a way that was, they didn't even ease me into it. Well, that was my question. But you can find the, could you, if you didn't have to Google out, could you find that information in there based on what they've given you? Is that... It was, in some cases, yes. In a lot of cases... Was that the exercise fizz stuff? Uh, some of it was exercise fizz, but even in like... Um, I don't remember which one it was. It was either... I think it was the training plan. Even in the training plan piece, I just had to pop out. Yeah. And this planning is something I've been doing for years. I, I think that's my criticism. And Mike, a point that I wanted to kind of make on the, along the lines of what you just said is, I do this stuff because I don't want to go outside the source. Like... I don't want to go out and Google anything. I want to I want to know that I'm getting the content delivered to me so that I can absorb that content. And I don't go off to Wikipedia and read something that five people wrote, right? Because I don't know if that's right. If I don't understand it, I can't I'm not able to review it and tell whether it's right or it's bullshit. If I'm able to understand it in Iron Man content, I can trust that as knowledge that I can take in, seep in, understand, and use. The minute I go to Google, I mean, we've said this before, like our athletes do it all the time. They Google, you know, how to solve this, this certain problem. They come up with 30 answers. Who do, well, they, who do they end up calling? Us to figure out what, how much of that's noise and how much of that's reality. But the other thing you got to keep in mind, this is the first iteration. So they've got to get uh-huh. their Fair criticism and things like that. But again, you've done, I mean, your, your point on, 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 uh, Corporal Necky that, I mean, Jesse's brilliant, dude. I mean, the guy is a totally different level. I was, I watched him. I watched him at, um, Houston two years ago. His athletes were coming around where I was and he was, I mean, he had this list of things, just times and splits and other people in the, in the age group. It was the most amazing thing. I mean, the guy was organized and it would look like to him, everything must look like the matrix. It's just green mm-hmm. line of code just falling down. Yeah. But, you know, to your point, it's hard to it's hard to take in. And I think, you know, a lot of that stuff, again, I haven't seen the content just with just the notes, but it's hard to understand. I mean, that's why they have the exercise phys classes and, and, and anatomy and physiology. And if, I, if I didn't have my, my degree that I have, I would have been totally lost. Yeah. And that's, and that's part of the course. And as far as how to write training plans and things like that, I think that's a big, big, well, like hell it's your own. You know, it's, it's mm-hmm. one of those things where you're, you have your way of doing it. I have my way of doing it. Randy has his way of doing it. They all kind of look the same though at the end of the day. Not necessarily because how to get to a TSS of 200, you can do a number of different ways to do that. It could be 200 swims. It could be, you know, a minute of this, 20 minutes of that, 45. I mean, you can play that all day long. So that's the point. I mean, we're all going to the same place mm-hmm. with the same idea, but how we get there, man, that could be completely different. And that's, and that's, I, th- I thought it tracked pretty well though with, uh, with Joe Friel's 
planning. You know, you back, you choose your A race, and then you back yeah. out and mesocycles. Listen, cycles they weren't and dumb. Like I love the fact that there are either there there are things in the training plans module that explain they're from from training peak so yeah they're not trying like that's one thing i was really keeping a keen eye out are you telling what are you going to tell me i should be using yeah yeah like are you going to tell me that i shouldn't be using training peaks and i should be using this other tool or if i should be go back to the days of legal pads and faxes or you know what are you going to tell me and they were smart mike they they passed in that respect because they were they brought training peaks in and literally the logo was on the screen and they so that yeah to your point randy they're not they were smart about the fact that you're not going to start questioning guys like coggin and freel and those guys you know my my one complaint i guess about it is that in one of the examples when you you know basically they have you uh give the athlete a questionnaire and you base you're basing a lot of your decisions off of the questionnaire as far as you know injuries and things like that previous times um and the thing that I just found flabbergasting is like I'm looking at this last night and it was Janet, and Janet happened to do her last seventy point three in five hours, like three minutes. So, and that's not uncommon throughout this whole thing. So I, the only thing I wish was different was that there was a little bit. It was geared more towards um, an unexperienced athlete or inexperienced athlete. You wished it was geared more towards an experienced athlete? Yeah, because there, it seems like there's a lot of assumptions that these the the athletes coming in are going to have a background in swimming. I mean, Janet's swim time was 110 for 100. You know what I mean? I Yeah, but you also got to look at who's going to do an Ironman. It's not going to be a first-timer, typically. It's not going to be a newbie. It's right. going to be someone who's got some experience under their belt. So, to in fact, I think that's even a credit to the Ironman organization for making it seem like, no, you kind of have to be experienced to come into this and take this on because there's a lot of people, you and I both know them, that come in here thinking, I'm just going to do it. I'm going to knock out an Ironman. I got six months trained for it. I should be able to do it right. And it doesn't work that way, you know? So um, probably to their to their benefit, they they were not trying to say, because there's going to be a lot of people that say, oh, I completed Ironman U. Here's my certification. I'm ready to coach you to Ironman. There are going to be people that do that. That's absolutely 100% truth right there. The fact of the matter is, if they had anything that was really geared towards newbies, then you're gonna you're gonna have people say, "I have this certification. It even specifically tells me how to work with newbies. So hire me." You know, yeah. it, it, it. I mean, that's that's my thought process. I could be completely wrong, and they just were lazy and wanted to do easy I'm, ones. Uh, I don't know. I will tell you this: this be going through the testing process. It's day and night compared to the OSAT. Well, is, USAT doesn't is, have the collaboration that these guys do. It is a lot harder. Like the even, yes, it was fifty multiple choice questions, but it was just. I remember the USAT test. It wasn't hard. Look, the the USAT, written part of the USAT test, you write a two week, you write you know two micro cycles of a training plan. Yeah. You email it to this poor girl in Colorado Springs who, you know. Great gets to grade this thing by hand. She's one person, and she says, "Oh, you passed great." The, when I'm done with these tests, like I made a ninety on the um, on the written part of it. Humble brag. And I guarantee you that I'm pretty proud of it. I will say, but I would guarantee <laughs> you that. And I told Randy this: the way they ask the questions, it's not just like periodization is the. And then fill in the blank, and then there's this write-up. 
they're almost all scenario based. Yeah. Like Randy said, like Randy hasn't seen taken it yet, but he's going to see. It's like Janet is doing her first 70.3 and she has a history of you know, stress fracture of the tibia. What are the things that Janet can be doing to you know, get through her training cycle healthy, right? And then they they'll give you four multiple choice questions. Two of them will be throwaways, like you'll be able to pretty quickly eliminate them. And those other two will be razor close in terms of whether, which yeah. one's the best. Like, they'll both technically be correct, mm-hmm. but you got to pick the best of the two. So they get they keep you on your toes. Well, even the uh, questions within the modules are very similar to, like, so when I was going through the Navy, all of, like, they the, the tests, you had some multiple choice tests, but the culmination was always an oral board. So you sat in front of three people and they would ask a question like, okay, take a, a molecule of seawater and trace it through and tell me how it, it, it gets into the uh, reactor or tell me how it cools the reactor. So did you order the code red? So what you're doing is, is yeah, I, I've memorized all these specs and, 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 and how the auxiliary seawater system works. But unless you know how it all collaborates and how it all affects each other, then that's very similar to how these questions are asked. Yeah. So get used to that because that's you're going to see the same thing there. So well, let's button this up. Bottom line is when it comes to what I think about the, the coursework itself, I think it's very thorough. I think it's it's uh, I, I'd give it a um, three three to four stars on a four star scale in terms of its the the thoroughness of the content and I only give it less than four because like I said sometimes they just kept it at a, I think they kept it at a level where it forced you to kind of go outside of of the curriculum to determine what the hell they were talking about which I think is a dangerous thing to do um, when it comes to USAT certification versus this I am not going to forego my USAT certification and 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 have this. I think they're. I think that both are important for their own different reasons. I do think that this Ironman training at this point in time is better. Good. Having done them both, I think that the Ironman coursework is better. I think it's more. It's more intense. Uh, I just think it's better. But at the same time, I do think that the USAT is important. And I think you know. With that said, it's going to churn out some some pretty some pretty good coaches. You know. Well, maybe USAT can see it and go, "Hey, we need to step up our game." It's exactly what I was hoping you would say, Michael, because I think that that's a. I think that somebody from USAT is going to go back and say, "Wow, these guys have done a pretty good job, and we need to be, we need to up our game." The other side of it, though, they won't they won't do it because why would you? We've, yeah. we, we we we've got the we've got the market cornered. People people I, I, everybody I talk to that does USAT certification does it for two reasons: their names on a list, and they've got. Liability insurance. Yeah, I do it That's for the it. insurance. That name on the by the way, for those of you even considering this, the name on the listing is a bunch of horseshit. Like I've gotten absolutely nothing out of having your name on yeah. the list. And by the way, liability insurance. The DFW Tri Club has a million dollars of liability. Well, liability not that experience. Not that expensive. It's not no. that expensive. So, anyway, that, those are my thoughts, Randy. Anything you add to that? I think it's great, um, but I'm more of a. I mean, I like the kind of interactive social aspect of it, but I also want well, to... you're a social guy. I want to know exactly... He's a butterfly. He is a butterfly. 
I want to know exactly <laughs> how the glycolytic system works. Oh, Jesus. I want oh to, my no. God, Randall. I think it's important because I think everyone needs to have a basis. and every Because those laws do not change. They're there. So when you're hearing all of this fluff about the latest and greatest thing that can change your life and make you have a PR, you can go back to that person and say, well you know, X, Y, and Z, or, and you can kind of cut through some of the BS. No, I hear you. Well, but I but, really like it. I, I, I like it because you love the, you, I, I knew when I saw that, especially the module on the exercise science piece, I was like, Randy's like sitting in his underwear. Very excited right now. Very excited <laughs> right now because yeah, it was like, I couldn't wait to get through it. Uh, and I picked up a lot of good nuggets along the way, but I knew that you were, you were, let's just say you were watching it slowly. <laughs> here's my, <laughs> here's, here's my point. If you can get an MBA online, then I believe that this is a viable option for people that want to help others achieve their goals in triathlon. Didn't say Krebs cycle once. Oh my goodness. How they didn't possible? use those words. I mean, they defined. No, they, they talked they, about actin and myosin. They and did. Calcium. They did, but they didn't use the. You know, the Krebs cycle is just something that and you go to USAT training in that session. It's every third word. <laughs> All right. Well, that's enough on that. Let's talk protein um, phosphate. I want to talk about my workout. Okay. Oh. Well, we can do that because you are. Uh, it's it's a fairly decent segue because after Austin, you're going to have you're going to be faced with. Uh, and off dun, season, dun. but you have Ironman seventy point three Austin coming up, and um, I have X fifty on Sunday, brother. You do, but that's a training day for you, Randy. I know you're making a huge deal out of this, but that's a training day for you. It's <laughs> you're a jerk. I know that's my job. <laughs> I'm excited about I, that. I want you to be excited. Listen, I think racing is incredibly good for when you're training for something bigger. It's going to be a great it's bench just, race. It's just a workout, but it's it really is. A, it's a I training get that, day. but I love the atmosphere. No, I that's, love a, that's seeing it's the fun. Bikes. Yeah, I, I have all my athletes race as much as I can, it's the, as much as they can. It's, it's the it's funnest fun. way to train. Yeah, right. But yeah, we're going to follow your 70.3 strategy that day. I mean, it's going to be. You're gonna eat like you're gonna do in Austin. You're gonna so it's it's swim one t- swim swim one ten pace, yeah, with a swolf yeah. of twelve. Yes. yes, and then on the bike you want to redline I it. I a sub forty Four hundred. Yeah. Uh, I want you to lots. ride your bike to almost to the point of aneurysm. <laughs> <laughs> that about happened today. Three hundred and fifty watts for forty five minutes. No. Let me give you some kudos because um, this time last year. <laughs> Uh, if Randy wasn't my friend, I might have fired him as a client. Let's say I wasn't necessarily committed. So he was going to do this first time 70.3 and I don't know what the mindset was, but he's like, I think, I don't know if he looked at me and said, well, if he can do it, I can do it. And I don't really have to train that hard. (laughs) I don't don't know what his mindset was. We haven't really had this conversation, but all I know is I went into training peaks. I had done my job like, and I try and and Mike, you know, I tried to have the conversation. The, the nice part of the conversation. Yeah. I'd never, it never got to, Hey dude, you know, if you don't want to do this race, you don't have to do it. Don't do it for me. Like, you know, but I go into training peaks. It's all yellow or red. Like, you know, he might've swam a thousand may have rode his bike 20 minutes, <laughs> may not have done anything just for fake a it. week. You just fake a half iron man. Hey, made it though. Hey, you know what? He didn't even look miserable at the end. Either. This is all true. Let's fast forward to this year. This son of a bitch here is going to kill it. Is he? Mm-hmm. Well, you know what you did? I know what you did. I know you better than this guy. What you did is you sandbagged your first attempt so that when you did the next one, you got like three-hour PR, and you're like, what? 
Look at he, the training Dave did. Made, it was all due to classified nutrition, Gatorade endurance, and recovery pump. He <laughs> is going to have a good race as long as we keep him healthy. He's going to have a good race, and uh, it's going to be awesome because then I don't have to be out there eight hours waiting from the cross. Oh, like that, was brutal. that was so brutal. So let me tell you about today's workout. That was a long day. So my heart rate monitor dies. I mean, good. It, I I think that's good. It blew up spectacularly because well, it was so much so many it heartbeats was, were it was, going no yes because my heart rate was 210 uh <laughs> no but like my power I, i'm looking down on my watch and the power is going in and out and everything's flashing and then all of a sudden no more heart rate and then and then you saw jesus or and then i saw a little baby jesus <laughs> outside of texas motor <laughs> okay. speedway let's not be so dramatic and the he battery was, died <laughs> He was holding KFC in one hand. He was holding KFC in one hand. The guy just described his heart rate blowing up as it, if it, it was a DQ cone in the other. The always delicious Taco Bell <laughs> in his left hand. Sounds like a Ricky Bobby commercial. So anyway, no heart rate. And this is early on, right? But before before that, I was absolutely <laughs> Mike, you are just cut up over it. I'm sorry. KFC Jesus just makes me giggle. So... Dave and I and the boys went on a little mountain bike ride. Can you I can't control yourself. I had thrown in some Gatorade Endurance in the car, right? So I was convinced that this Gatorade, the container of Gatorade Endurance was still in my car. So I'm getting the kids out because my wife's out of town, getting the kids out to school and everything, and do my pre-race, uh, or not pre-race, uh, pre-workout uh, meal, whatever, and uh, get in the car. No Gatorade endurance. So I did this whole thing with no fuel and no heart rate monitor. Um, but I will say... And by the way, it wasn't it wasn't exactly a zone two ride either, if I recall correctly. No, it was not. <laughs> uh, I just went off power, though. I felt awesome. Actually, I may have gone a little harder on the last 10-minute uh, thing. We'll but, see. Um, but anyway, and then I just paced myself off of pace. It was it's cool this morning, so I was just like, I'll just do pace. So, so lesson learned, folks. Every once in a while, if you don't have a coach, every once in a while you should go out, wear your heart rate monitor, and you know, put tape over your Garmin, and just run by feel because RPE, baby. I've had the gizmos go tits up on me many times at races and you just gotta you gotta know your body so didn't you twit tweet garmin and they sent you some free stuff because it pooped out they replaced my phoenix too after uh maryland i think it was i've never had any problems with my heart rate monitors the only problem i have is it cuts off some links on my swim sometimes you know that's, that's your swath yeah that's all right so let's talk off season here gentlemen so number one guys there is no off season. Just letting you know. We live in Texas, so yeah, we don't have a hell of an off season. And even the one we do have, you know, guys like me have seven, eight people in my garage every Saturday riding the bike. So miserable. Um, I don't know. I'll do that this year because I'm not doing Ironman Texas early in the year, so I don't have to do that as much. But it was fun. Um, but here's what I want you to start to, to to really think about as the season starts to come to an end. Number one, I think it's important that you reflect on the year. Literally sit down, get a notepad out, write down the things that went well this, this year, write down the things you wish would have went better. Um, I'm pretty sure I still have a document online that I can send you guys to help you do this, but uh, I think that's super important. I think that 
you, Mike taught me this lesson. Um, he gave me perspective on one of the first times he was ever on the podcast. And we were talking about me personally and my fantastic idea of trying to do four Ironman. When you make your plan for next year, don't just look ahead. Do it with some, with some thought about what you've put your body through in the last few months. So, for example, if you're doing uh, Ironman Florida in November, um, you know, probably don't, in, in my opinion, probably don't want to go sign up for Ironman Texas in May because your body needs a rest. So one of the questions we got on our Yeti contest was, um, you know, I've read a lot of things. Do, do we need to take time off? And the answer is yes. I mean, even the pros do. They'll take months, you know, sometimes two months off each. But clarify but that. Sit, not just sitting on the couch. Yeah. So no, maybe yeah. that's no, I'm no, mountain no. bike. I, listen, I threw it out there, but it's because I didn't want to hear myself talk anymore. Jump yeah. in here, boys. Yeah, no, I think, and that's the key is just you stay active. I mean, it's it's wintertime. Go skiing. Go snowboarding. Go hiking. Go go kayak. Go still swim every now and then, but swim with less, you know, swim for 30 minutes less to work fervor. on technique. Dust off the ballet slippers and get Dust back off. out there. Get on the Dust bar. off the, get mountain, on the bar. The mountain bike is one of my favorite things to do dude when, i had when a it gets ball. cold i mean when it gets cooler out it's super fun so funny story about my stepson literally like 30 seconds into the ride uh there's a <laughs> across a, a quick crossing quick descent descent and a little uh, wooden bridge and then back up a hill and i i knew it was gonna happen he was not ready for it mentally mm-hmm. and uh he ended up falling yeah. and uh he Paul, did well though he, he got up recovered and, strongly well, he was among some guys, so he couldn't show his weakness. He couldn't be, he couldn't whip out. Well, no, but I think that's the thing. I mean, you got to look at those things that you like to do. I've got clients that love this. Uh, there's a combat swim class where they mm-hmm. swim in the water and they get out and do push ups and swim, and it, it's all crazy. Yeah, they I love went, that. You I know? went through that. That's a lot of fun. Yeah. Well, I mean, they they enjoy it. The the bar, the pure bar. Yeah. Um, Love that. Um, look for some fun stuff and different things to do. There's other races. Yeah. Don't just do marathons. Don't just Half do marathons. marathons, though. I mean, I, you know, you That's can. Stearns, but Stearns had a great uh, – Ian posted up here and asked what, about off-season, and Stearns had a great response. Cycle cross. Yeah. Yeah. That looks He's like, like fun, man. You know, Stearns, by the way, congrats to Stearns and his wife, Laura. Yeah. Brand new baby boy. Baby. Stearns, Stearns Lesur the fifth. Of I course. Go, I go uh, – the Ocho. Just, you can't just ha- you can't let it die with you. He goes, no, and we don't have to think about a name. <laughs> <laughs> Stern's a great dude, one of my good friends, and so congrats to he and his wife. Yeah, it was I, awesome. I had zero idea that he was having a baby, and uh, we were talking about nipple wrenches. <laughs> Um, for, for wheels, we, for we, wheels. We need y'all. we're going to put a wheels. link to what that actually is because that's important. <laughs> wheels, park tools makes them. So. Um, Anyway, he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm going in tomorrow. I'll see if we have any in stock. So he, the guy has a baby, and then he goes in to check and see if they have a wrench in stock for me. Yeah, so congrats to Stearns. But, yeah, that's a, so other races are a great idea. Um, you know, even the, you know, I'm not a big Spartan race. I did Tough Mudder once, the big one. It was, it's not something I have a desire to do ever again. Uh, but a cyclocross is super interesting. Mountain bike races are super interesting. If you're into, um, I got a, an athlete right now training for Austin, but he's been doing, um, you know, after his, his A race this year was uh, um, Galveston. So his off season kind of started after he's been doing trail running and he's going to do a tra- his first trail half marathon this weekend. So, you know, those kind look for alternative ways to, to train 
Civil War reenactment. It's <laughs> a terrible idea. You're hiking. You're wearing wool. <laughs> when, anytime you can wear wool. Yeah, wool. You just want to say the word wool. Wool. So that's a that's Wooly a couple bully. of different ideas. But also, hey, I yep, want I want to jump in here. One other thing to think about is this is your time to work on your weakness. And the big part of this is doesn't mean you have to continue to train the same way. But if you're a horrible swimmer, this is the time to work on your technique for swimming. This doesn't mean you go in there and you do five hours of swimming and ten thousand meters a day. What you do is you get in the water or you get a coach to to show you what to do, check out your stroke, because you can't change your stroke three weeks before your big race, right? But this is the time to work on your swim stroke. This is the time to work on your strength. Go lift weights. You need to lift weights anyways, but go lift weights. Get stronger. Get 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 those muscles in line so that when you start putting that load on it from the endurance side, your body can handle it. That's yeah. the difference between speed and, and, and endurance is you can – speed is about power, and you have to have strength to have power. And so – I think that's the biggest thing that people, the opportunity that people miss in the off season is strength training and technique work. It takes us to a question that Tabitha asked, and it was related to off season and planning for next season. And her question was, how do you recommend going about goal setting for next season? What questions should you ask yourself, your coach and your family? I think this is a super, super important. I'm super, I'm glad to be Tabitha's coach because this is the kind of question, first of all, Athletes don't even think to ask themselves those questions. Right. Right. They're just like, I, and I was this guy. I just told you guys. I learned from Mike. I went and registered for Ironman Texas and, and registered for Ironman Chattanooga and didn't even think about the fact, uh, you know, what, what, what I was doing. I just registered for him. Definitely want to consult with important people in your life about what it is you're going to do next, especially if it's a big thing like an Ironman or... Well, why are you doing it? That's the thing. This is yeah. there's this big why to it that it really. Like, it's one thing like I want to go back to Coeur d'Alene one day because I owe that 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 course owes me 45 minutes. I could have done better on that course by 45 minutes if I had done X, Y, and Z wrong. That's just base. I, I can beat this certain time because that's something I want to do. Right. That's a goal within that. That's a goal within the race. But it's the people that sign up for Ironman after Ironman after Ironman, and they're not getting any faster. They're just racking up medals. I mean, is that I know, and this is not to say Iron Man is bad. And again, I'm, most of my clients I get because of the Iron Man. But the fact of the matter is, there's other things out there. You know what's impressive is, okay, I want to go to Worlds. Okay, mm-hmm. now how, now now you have a different goal. Now you have to look for a certain race. Now you, you're building around this race, or you're building around this goal. Versus, I'm doing this, yes. and I'll make I'll make a goal within it. No, to pick pick something. Once you've done your first Ironman, once you've done that, that's the goal in of itself. But now, okay, now I want to be in the worlds at the Olympic distance. I want to be in worlds at seventy point three. Okay, now we got to look around the world to see where you can do this race. Now we have to. I mean, what what do you have to work on? Is this something that happens in a year, two years? And the training what? becomes a lot more scientific at that point. And it point becomes too. very, and then it becomes laser focused on something. specificity. Well, yeah, I mean, and I think that's it's the people that there's. I mean, I can think of one guy in particular who. I mean, his thing is I do an Ironman every three or four months, and his Ironmans are getting slower and slower. And he punched out of the last one, and then he did another one that was really slow. And it's okay to be slow. I'm not saying that you need to have every Ironman done in Kona qualifying times. It's definitely okay to be slow because he's across the table from a slow guy. No, but uh, but but my point being is you had a different set of circumstances. It's when you continue to do the same thing mm-hmm. over and over again and getting no. worse and worse results. You need to reflect, like he said, reflect on what you're doing. Why why is this important? It costs you. 
two to three thousand dollars to do each one of these Ironmen. Well, at least. And that, and then that assumes the ones you don't punch out on, which he did. And you're like, man, dude, you you got to reassess because you're not you're not you're not being even an ambassador for the sport. The people that are around you don't want to hang out with you because you, all you're doing is an Ironman training. You're out five hour bike rides, two hour runs every single well, Saturday. You don't and have you're, time for those people. Yeah, it's just not. It's not. You're not having fun anymore. It doesn't seem like. Yeah. So I think. I think Mike brings up a good point and to tap with this question, you know, how do you go about goal setting, you know, figure out what it is you want to do. Ask yourself why you want to do it for Tabitha. If you know, she's going to do Austin this year and she's going to do great. If she decides she wants to do something bigger next year, then that's going to be great. But you know, definitely the why is probably one of the more important questions to ask yourself. Um, I asked myself when I wanted to do my first Ironman, the, I asked where, like, I didn't want to do it here. Like, why would I want to do something that epic in my backyard? So I decided to go try to do Canada, which didn't work out for me very well, but I still got to go and, 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 you know, so those are the, it's the simple questions, but you know, don't overthink the questions too much. Just try to be real honest with yourself and definitely, definitely consult um, the important people around you, most of all the family, you know, your coach is probably one of the last people you need to talk to, to be honest with you, you really should get your own thoughts together. I think if you're my coach or if I'm your coach, you're going to pretty much get the straight skinny from me. Like, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear just to keep you training. Right. Um, I'm just not wired that way. But a lot of coaches will, you know, unfortunately, they'll just say, oh, yeah, you want to do six Ironman? Well, great. Let's do it. And, yeah. you know, so do your, do your self-evaluation first. Then talk about the topic with your family, your husband or your wife or your kids. And then when that all those boxes are sort of checked, then get with the coach and talk through it. And then then you can start to put a little structure around a plan. Well, and if you have more specificity with your goal, whatever that goal is, hey, I want to, I want an FTP of 300. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter what your race is. Or, or I want to I wanna run a 130, uh, 130 half, half marathon. Okay, that, your race, maybe, maybe the mountains or whatever, but your race starts changing. I want to be able to do X, Y. I mean, be a little more specific. I want to be top 25%. That doesn't mean you're doing a five-hour. That doesn't mean you're doing a six-hour. It could be a three-hour or it could be a 10-hour depending on the race course or the day. But I want to be in the top 25% of my age group. Now you're doing something different. Be more specific with your goals after you get these main ones like, I want to finish an Ironman. Now you're done with that. What's next? Yeah. The other thing that I want to talk about in this topic, and again, it goes back to questions I get asked a lot by athletes that aren't my my uh, athletes. They're not my clients. Uh, and that is, why do I need to keep my coach unless I'm training for a race? And I have, uh, Mike's going to have, uh, Mike, Mike can li- likely wax poetic on this, but I, I really have a couple of different reasons why I feel like it's important to keep that relationship and that momentum going. One is, the longer you're with a coach, the more they understand you as an athlete, they understand your physiology, they understand you um your sort of mental, your thought process behind what it is you're doing. And they get a lot of history. Dropping a coach for three months might seem like a good way to save a few bucks, but then you have this sort of restart that has to take place at the beginning of the next season. And that can be pretty, a pretty abrupt way to start things off, especially if, you know, your goal is something that is going to take place early in the season, for example. Yeah. So that's one thing. 
The other thing is your coach can help you and to keep and can keep you very honest with what your strengths and your weaknesses are. And your coach's job in the offseason is to help you target those weaknesses and put together smart plans for making them making those weaknesses go away in yeah. as much as they can. So, you know, your coach should be evaluating where you are. For example, Bruce Camp is one an athlete that I coach um, doing doing uh, the Disco 50 with you this weekend, Randy, but he's also going to do uh, 70.3 Arizona in a few weeks. And Bruce, is, Bruce and I have already talked about, you know, Bruce likes to go to the pool and he likes to get his yards in. Like Bruce is a guy who likes to be very compliant with his workouts. Like he will do every workout. If I tell him to swim 3,012 meters, he will figure out a way to measure the pool 12 meters and do it. <laughs> Like he will get his work in. But what I told Bruce we needed to do is keep the garment at home when we swim and work on some drilling and work on some technique stuff. So in the your off season, kick, Bruce, work on your kick. Yeah, and that's something we're going to work on is Bruce's kick, and we're going to give him work on some balance stuff so we can fi- fix little things. I'm not trying to put Bruce on front street here because we all have our he's sw- he's just as good a swimmer as I am. But my point is is we're already starting to identify areas that we can work together in the off season on. So if you're thinking about, even if you like your coach and you're just like, Oh, you know what? I'm just going to take a little break and I'll come back. I, I'll urge you to really think through that. And especially if you have a, a bigger loftier goal for the next season, you know, keep your coach around if you're, if you're happy with them and put them to really put them to work. Um, if you decide to do that, make them, make them earn their keep. So have them help you do that evaluation, have them put the plan together to help you, you know, do more strength work, have them help you on your swim technique, have them help you on your run gate or your form analysis or something like that. I'd help them identify and be clear with you about your weaknesses and then have them put together a plan to solve for them. Yeah. And I think if, if you want to try to save money, then evaluate, sit down with your coach, evaluate what those weaknesses are and then pay, you know, for a one-on-one every two weeks or something like that. I mean, it, it, you know, where you're getting this specificity to what you're trying to accomplish. But the thing to, to kind of piggyback on what Dave said, when you take those two or three months off and you kind of go with no rudder towards your, you, you, you've told me as your coach, hey, these are my goals for next year. For the next three months, I'm going to be blacked out. You're not going to know what I'm doing. You could potentially waste that three months doing something that's not going to get you to your goals. Again, you know, if money's an issue or whatever, obviously it doesn't it doesn't make sense to put yourself in a bind. But at the same time, if you're say you're doing an Ironman and you're going to spend two thousand dollars or three thousand dollars or five thousand dollars to travel and do all that, get your family there and everything else, those three months that could be the difference of a really good day or a really horrible day. So I think it goes just back com- to the goal. But just communicate. Yeah, it's a communication. But yeah, if you can't afford it, then do a couple one on ones. Everybody's reasonable. I mean, I, if I came to you guys and said, "Hey, listen, Dave." You know, I'm, I'm up in your rate. <laughs> yeah, it's about time. <laughs> I'm just playing. It is. All right, but he'll, not... but he'll, he'll, he'll explain glyconeogenesis to you. <laughs> hey, uh, Stearns had a good question about strength training. Yeah, let me uh, let me pull that up. In the meantime, let's knock a quick one out while I find Stearns, okay? All right. Jeff Pascal asks, 50% chance of rain Sunday. How, how does your race strategy change in the rain? Boys? Just, just be smart. You uh, might lo- want to put lower... the aluminum rims on. <laughs> Instead of the carbons, lower, lower. Actually, that's a good point. But lower your uh, psi on your wheels or your tires by about five to ten uh, psi. 
they'll be they'll be flat, but they'll have more grip on the road. Uh, pay attention to corners. That's where dirt and leaves. To be and fair, like there's that. not a ton of turnarounds on this course. Well, but there there's still there's still turns. Right. Yeah. yeah, you gotta look for turns. Be careful going into turns. Don't be in a hurry. You're also gonna have the problem with water on your sunglasses. Mm-hmm. And on, so you can if you haven't done it, try it. You can put some Rain X or something like that on, on there to help try to alleviate some of that concern. You know, you gotta figure out what you're gonna need to be comfortable on the ride because if it's raining but it's not hot or not, I mean, it's raining and it's cold, then you're going to have to figure out what you're going to need to make sure you stay comfortable. Mm-hmm. So if you need to wear a jacket or something like that, again, comfort's going to be kind of the key here. Uh, don't, don't do anything that's risky as far as taking turns. Watch out for those, uh, painted lines. Yeah. Stay off the paint. painted lines and, and, and rain are, are the devil. Um, and Just then slow down a little bit. Yeah. And then, um, you know, be prepared if you're, if it's raining while you're on the run and you are a shoeless Joe Jackson or you're, you like to wear so- no socks, um, you're going to be, you're, you're getting blisters. So you need to prepare for that, that, that eventuality. So I thought about this this morning on the ride because at first I was like, oh man, it's going to rain. But then I was like, well, let's back this out a little bit. If it's going to rain, it's going to be cooler. I perform better when it's cooler and everything else, um, Everything else is, uh, I mean, there's some benefits to the race. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'd add to this, a couple things. The sun's not going to be blaring in your eyes when you're swimming, that's yeah, for sure. It's, it's raining. you overcast, hopefully. Oh, that's a good point, though. Bring your clear goggles because you don't wear tinted goggles in the overcast. The uh, the thing I'd, I would tell people to do if it's raining, especially in the bike leg, bike it, the bike leg is really what you have to worry about the most yeah. in a rainy race. Be vocal. If you're going to pass, announce yourself. Yeah, good point. Don't wait till you're on somebody's, you know, left ear to yell it. Like, give them a little heads up. You know, be nice to one another out there. Just give them a little heads up. Um, a a good trick for transitions for Sunday, Randy, you'll like this one. Um, keep your, your transition bag at home. Go get you a five-gallon bucket from Home Depot. The orange one. And, uh, and a lid. It'll be the best thing you did because you can keep your uh, keep your stuff socks dry. in there dry. You can keep your stuff dry that you want. You can keep your clothes for after the race dry. So five-gallon buckets are a fantastic um, rainy day transition bag. And if you didn't need to mix up any grout or anything like that, yeah. You yeah. Know, you're ready. Just so happens you need to do you a little construction. your pet snake. Yeah. So it wasn't Stearns, but it was Eric Starnes that asked this question about oh. um, strength training. Uh, one of the recommendations that is made for endurance athletes is, is also continue to do strength training. Do you run into an issue of overtraining if you're stacking an aerobic an anaerobic strength training program in addition to an endurance program? For example, doing a swim in the morning and then bench tricep routine that same day or the day after lifting routine that leaves you sore doing endurance training that engages the same muscular groups. I think you have, everything is about recovery. So there's people that can do five hours worth of training and be fine the next day. There's people that can do 30 minutes of training and it takes them two days to get over. So it's a recovery issue. It's a diet issue. Um, if you are going to do uh, a swim and, and, you know, I hope Eric doesn't get mad, but he's still, he's just been, he's just started swimming in the last few months, got to be a lot better, but he pushes really hard and he, he had, it's, it's not, it's not easy for him. So he does that and then does uh, a heavy weight set that afternoon. He's put in a hard day's work. Yeah. If he takes the time to recover from it, 
if he's eating after his workouts and he's eating properly throughout the day, then no, you don't have, don't have to worry about that kind of stuff. Yeah, I, I wouldn't worry about it. And I'll tell you the reason why is the majority of the training that we're doing as triathletes is, you know, although there is some power zone four, zone five stuff, when you're lifting weights, you're for the most part, 90% of the time you're, list, you're, you're lifting fast twitch muscle fibers, which although they help, uh, on the endurance stuff, um, you're basically working out different areas of your body, if that makes sense, different pathways. Yeah, yeah I think I agree with everything those two boys said, and well, I'm just going to remind you of a couple things. I, I want to say one say thing it. about the, the soreness, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of people, and, and I've had this argument with many people, a lot of people think that muscle soreness is a sign that the muscle is broken down. Well, while it is... Fundamentally, it's also a connective tissue issue because people tend to get sore where the muscle inserts into the bone that is being moved. So, for example, if you do chest, a lot of people get sore close to their anterior deltoid or where it ties in. The reason is is because that connective tissue has been stretched. Your connective tissue actually not only connects muscles to bones, but it actually encompasses all of your muscle fibers so when you tear when you strain that you're going to be sore and that's really why you get delayed onset of muscle soreness you know afterwards so while you you're still sore that's not necessarily a sign that i shouldn't swim or i shouldn't do a zone two run actually doing those things might help with the soreness because you're going to actually increase blood flow to that area that's a real that's actually a really good point I'll also just add a couple of things to this. Number one, I personally have not done the classic chest and tries, back, back and buys kind of strength workout since I started doing running or triathlon. I just don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Well, like to be fair, though, dude, I mean, I saw a dude down. If you listen to the douchebag episode, I told this story about the dude that had you know dumbbells out at and before the race at. Uh, Ironman Galveston, 70.3 Galveston doing curls. Like, I don't get it. If I'm going to spend time doing strength training for running or triathlon, it's going to be specific things that are help, helping me in running and triathlon. I'm doing a lot of body weight work. I'm not going in there and seeing how many times I can push 225 up on the bench. But to be fair, you and I walk around with a lot more muscle mass than I, some people. Uh, yeah, and listen, don't. I just don't. You need the right amount of muscle mass. You do not need to be Tim Tebow to do an Ironman or to do to run a half marathon. Like the guy's jacked to the gills. Like, but he has a different, you know, need. He need. We don't need that. Matter of fact, too much of that will slow you down. Right. It will make you less flexible. Flexibility is a very important part of what we do. So I do a lot more when I go to the gym. I do a lot more. Plyo stuff, right? When I'm able body to, weight stuff. a lot of body weight stuff. Um, core. I, I, core, core work is huge. Like, but if a guy comes to you and says, "Dave, I want to do an Ironman, but I don't really care about the time, but I want to put on a little muscle too, and I want to look good." Well, uh, okay, those are two different goals completely. Yeah, but I don't think they're. I think they can be done. And by the way, I've never had anybody do that at the same time. But if you're doing a you back, can listen, you can do it. I'm if just, you're doing I'm not chest saying, and tries, I'm not saying you can't do it. I still do chest work. Yeah. Like I still do 
pull, I, I still do tricep ex- extensions and I still do some curls, but they're not. Because I got to work on the guns. I don't spend. I can tell. I don't spend 45 minutes on those. Th- I don't do four different bicep exercises, right? Harold Wilson, we did an episode with him. He's a triathlete and a personal trainer. He trains people that aren't triathletes. He, in my last off season, one of my th- my goals was to go in and get with Harold and do some sport specific strength training. I did one bicep exercise in an entire day, one tricep exercise in an entire day. No, I, and he's given me like, and I wrote a lot of my strength sets that I give to you and other athletes, Randy, you'll see that there's do the single leg squat, then do a plank, then do, um, reverse lunges, then do, um, some other core exercise, mountain climbers, Mm -hmm. right. Then do, then go do some lat pull downs, right. Cause that's going to help you swim. So, I love strength training. I urge people to have a plan. Right. Don't just go in there and throw a bunch of weight around. Yeah, but the only th- my my only point is if you're doing a so I agree with you 100%. And I agree with you that a chest and try or back and by type of a workout is more focused to a bodybuilding style of workout yeah. to where sports specific tends to train the majority or the entire body all in the same workout. And so instead of doing like a split system where you work out each muscle group twice a week in a sport specific, you might work that out once a week or three times a week. It just depends. Um, If someone's coming to you though and says, I I want to still incorporate, I like, I like my strength training that I do. Mm -hmm. First of all, I would never recommend, you know, you just jump into some type of split bodybuilding routine, you know, when you're already in Ironman training or triathlon training. Um, you can at the beginning, but in the middle towards the end of your season, probably not a good idea. Uh, you're just going to be putting too much stress on the body. Potential. Again, it goes back to what you're saying. What he's saying is you can do that type of bodybuilding type routine where you're doing lunges and squats and things like that with weight even. It's are you doing 400-pound squats? Are you doing 225 pounds of, of bench press for, for reps or what? I mean, that's you're doing a, that, that's more of an explosive movement and listen, things like right that. Right now, that sounds fun to me. I'd like to see how many times I can do that. No. By the way, I Two? did that the other day. Don't do that. <laughs> my, you're, you'll be humbled. My only point is if somebody comes to you and likes a type of strength training, routine i believe it can be incorporated with ironman training let me and i thousand percent agree with you let me let me tie this up in a bow for you that's just like a swimmer coming to me saying i grew up as a swimmer like a a good coach is going to say okay well i'm still not going to take your swims away because that's what you enjoy doing right those are your recovery workouts if a guy tells me i want to do swim i don't want my strength training to go away i'm not taking his strength training away i'm going to keep him motivated so I'm just going to try to help him kind of maybe if he's doing the typical, you know, if he's leg pressing the, the entire gym, right. Right. I'm going to ask him not to do that because of what it does to his knees. Right. Potentially. Agreed. hundred percent. Right. So I'm not taking that stuff away. I'm just saying, let's get you. Teach, teach him something new. Teach him a different yeah, way to do it. Let's get him somewhere. Like I don't well, do lunges I'm, anymore. I, I, I will not give athletes lunges. And I think it comes down to. You know, it's just my, so, but that's just an athlete example. Athlete preference too. Hundred percent. So if they want to cut off time, then we might need to back off on the bodybuilding. Yeah. If they want to look good, they don't care maybe. about the time. And my yeah. job is to make all that stuff fit in a balance. And when you do the plan for this test, you'll see that's that's part of this too. Yeah, they for all your dreams to come true. They don't need to be doing sets of three with. Uh, you know, push press or anything like that. 
don't yeah. know, man. With, I know, but I did, go, I did go to Lifetime. Yeah. Tell me to walk us to the oh. sounds like it's going to be funny. So I said, you know what? I'm going to go old did school. Did you go by yourself? Of course. Oh, damn it. So I roll in there. I was hoping Jeff went with you so I can just put get, on, get on the bench. I'm like, okay, so Should put the tractor tires on there. Put the 135s on there for the bench press. Like, ah, hey, you know, this was a good warm up. This is why I used to roll. 245. So I get the 135 and pull it off, and you know, you know how you do the thing with you slide your hand across the bar. Yeah. yeah. Find a little. You find a little hole. The neural edges. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I put my hand in there. Take it off. A little heavier than I remember it, but yeah. it's all right. I'm still, you know, I'm, I'm a man's man. I can do this. Yeah. I'm just going to do, do 10. Oh, I said, you know what? Man. As soon as I took it off, I went, I'm just going to do three sets of 10. I'm not going to add more weight. One, two, three, Did four. you make it to six or I eight? got to 10. <laughs> Racked it and went, and I sat up, and I was sitting there going, that's probably good for today. Holy shit, what just happened to me? And Right there. And so then, so then I go and I'm like, well, I'm gonna do three sets, ten. And the next set was actually easier, I think, because you know everything's remembering how to do bench press. And I thought for a split second, because it got easier, I was like, you know what? Hey, just throw some dimes on there. Let's see what happens. You know, fifty <laughs> five. And I thought about it, and then I went. And the, and the, I thought about it at rep seven or eight, and then about nine, ten, I went, nah, we'll just do the ten. Because <laughs> I knew I'd be like, wouldn't be able to lift my arms the next day. Did behind the neck press? You should be able to do military Those are press. Terrible like, you know. for you, just so you know. I know, but it's fr- it's fun. And I just did all the old workouts, did the brain busters and all. I mean, skull crushers. Oh my god, I did all that. I got done, and I looked around. I was like. That was the least amount of weight I've ever thrown around in a yeah. weight room. And how'd you feel the next day? Oh my god, I got hit by a truck, two couldn't, trucks actually. Couldn't wipe your bottom. Oh man, it, for three days, for three days, I couldn't wipe my bottom. So, so we just. Uh, <laughs> I don't. I'm so I'm too visual for this conversation. <laughs> Dave, Dave, can you come over, Dave? <laughs> <laughs> Leah with the baby wipes. <laughs> got one of those. Mike, I thought I had 40 years before I had to do this. <laughs> so we just uh, got a contract on a new house, and uh, I'm going through the garage looking at the house, and this guy's got like a, a power rack. Oh, yeah. And he's got, uh, obviously, he's in this. Do you roll it into the note? <laughs> he's, uh, no, he's, he's like a CrossFit guy. He's got a, a whiteboard with all his workout stuff. And, Wad. And on the, on the ground was... Uh, Two forty-five bumper plates on so one thirty-five on an Olympic bar, and I look kind of look around. No, no, you didn't. And I picked it up, and I was going to do some power cleans oh, with it and Jesus, do a push in press. Somebody else's house. <laughs> what is wrong? So literally, I picked Good it up Lord. off the ground, and I'm like, "Man, this thing weighs a lot more than I remembered it." And I just sat it back down and back down. Then I saw his new toothbrush, his electric toothbrush. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Put a little toothpaste on, a little sensitive and just went to work. He had one of those fancy toothbrushes with the <laughs> vibration. But you know, but seriously, I mean, it's but it goes back to strength training is about that neuromuscular facilitation. Yeah. Right? Right. It's about your your body learning where to go in the right place. Well, that's why you said a second ago. Got. That's yeah. why you said a second ago that second set was easier because your brain was like, oh yeah, we yeah. Did, we did this. It was 15 years ago, but we've done this before. Yeah, and I, and I was watching these other guys, you know, with the personal trainer, and they're doing squats and things like that. And you're watching, and you and you know mechanics. I mean, you watch mechanics, and they're horrible. And specifically, those guys. There was there was a guy doing uh, hanging cleans. They gave him a pipe, like a BBC pipe. Yeah. And they're working on their their hanging cleans, and you're just watching. And you're like, when as an adult are you ever going to need to hang and clean, ever? No, and unless Ever. unless you're playing football, so the whole point of Even a, if you're playing a football. hand clean is explosive. Mm-hmm. It's teaching your body how to explode multi joint explosive exercises. Yeah, but that's how I dislocate. That's how mul- I dislocated my exactly. knee. Exactly, multi joint injury exercises. That's my 
complaint about CrossFit is you've got all these crazy Olympic explosive style lifts for a bunch of housewives that don't need this type of exercise. Do you know what we need to get? We'll get we'll get our CrossFit guy on and yeah. have him walk us through some of this because I've, I've had the same problem. And I've got a client that loves CrossFit. She she's like, I love doing it. It's a hard workout. And you know what? Good. I don't have. And a I told problem. her I said when you get injured, when you get injured because you did the one one rep too many. Don't come running to me. Yeah, I, if, I have a buddy, Keith, who uh, l- his whole life he's been super fit, like always in the gym, lifting weights, whatnot. And he got into CrossFit, and he literally tore his damn shoulder off heart. Man. Yeah. He still isn't the same. You can't mess with the shoulder is not to be trifled with. Well, but you look at the, 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 the purpose of CrossFit is you're always testing. You're always PRing. You're always, so you're constantly moving I, that needle. I like, but I, I like that aspect of it. But that's the problem but of it. It's because gotta have, you got to put some limiters dude, on Dude, I mean, it's like you, you've done this. You've played football. You played football. You played, you, you did lifting, weightlifting. How many guys you see on there with 355 pounds that put their feet up on the bench and lift their hips up off the bench. And, and you know, it's just, you, you, but you're moved, but I moved 355. Yeah, it's a good you know? way to get a hernia. The first, the first time I did, I mean, when I put that third plate on when I was in high school and I was like, Oh, I don't, I mean, that thing was wobbling and moving all around, but I lifted it up. I could bench press 315. Well, really? Can you? No, you really can't. You know, I can get a better workout out of a pair of 30 pound dumbbells than I ever did. Yeah. You know what I like? I love me some kettlebells. Yeah. Kettlebells are awesome. I've never used them. Dude, I love them. I fear the kettlebell. Why? They just, I'm going to drop it on my head. I love the kettlebell and I love the battle rope. That's just because it's like. I'm a huge fan of those two things. The battle rope, you can do strength and endurance work with with it at the same time. It's so muscular endurance wise. I love it. Let's just go do battle rope right now. We'll have some. I have it in the garage. We're gonna get crazy with battle rope. We'll get the video going. Let Mike do battle rope. We're gonna do battle rope Uh, off season. You're getting surgery. I think I'm gonna have the pin take out of taken out of my uh, clavicle. Yeah, September 22nd. Undergoing the knife. So. Good luck. All right, everybody. Check out check out our stuff. Octane-athletics.com. <laughs> That's a hell of a sign-off, Dave. I will. Put Look it, at our stuff. I want you, when you're on your iPhone, and most of you, because I see the data, have iPhones, so I know this works on the iPhone. I think it works on the Android, too. All you got to do when you're listening to this little show is tap on the album art in iTunes on the podcast app, and it will give you the show notes right there. You don't even have to go to your computer to read the show notes. What? Tap with your, your pretty little finger on the album art that shows up on the podcast and it'll flip the screen around and you'll see all the show notes right there on your phone. So all the links will be in there for you. Um, you'll have our Twitter link. You'll have our website. You'll have our Amazon link. Go use that. Christmas is coming. Buy all your shit on Amazon through our link. That'd be awesome. Get then yourself a recovery pump. Oh, Take the, your workouts to the next yeah, level. Yeah, recovery pump there. Check out all our stuff and you do that by just simply tapping the album art on your on your. Uh, podcast app will show you the show notes and they'll all be there interesting note about recovery pump is they had uh something like inside the nfl yep. one of the guys that they uh showcased on there was using his recovery it's legit pump. man legit cryo and the boots the I'm, boots i'm gonna be doing both of those after the surgery i want to get back fast to boot all right everybody peace and chicken grease